I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. We were having an interesting conversation about you starting your personal personal brand channel, and then um, I have some questions about you know what it's been like working with Alpha Rock and sure, sure, things like that. So, are we rolling now, or are we? Yeah, we're rolling, man. <laughs> That's what I wanted. I wanted the conversational okay. style, you know. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, what you've been saying before recording is it's been a rough. I don't know. It, I don't know about rough. What a roller coaster year trade wars, Hong Kong protests, this coronavirus. Yeah. It's just been insane. It's been a strange, it's been a strange 12 months. It's really nuts. Like, 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 kind of like less than a year. Yeah. Yeah, a little eight, six to eight months. Yeah, I mean, but no, the, protest, the trade war was kind of talked about before, over the, a year ago. The protest started in April, May. That was, year. I felt like, yeah, late summer. Yeah, it was April. after a trade show season. So, a lot has happened. I mean, I, I've uh, I've evolved like I sold I sold the Amazon brand to uh, Alpha Rock. I joined as a partner and started a podcast there for a little while and was building up that channel. And of course, I have global from Asia and I do some online marketing and I have some uh, a whole bunch of other small sites you probably don't even know about. <laughs> and we did a cross border summit. And there are all these different brands and everybody's just kind of like saying you got so many things going on. And then I had a good meeting with Alpha Rock while I've been down here. I've been down here in Manila a couple months now since uh, since the volcano hit. I joke, but I'm like, somebody called me, said the volcano's coming, take a take a flight down. So I, I got here two days before the volcano. <laughs> and so I've been hanging out with the, it's kind of part of my plan. I wanted to get to know the partners at Alpha Rock more, spend some more time, see how I can add some value. So we just kind of all decided, Mike, you've been, I've, I've been, I brought in some investors from my channel, from my network, from my, from my, you know, I have my video vlog, you know, my YouTube, and then I have so many different channels of content. Yep. So we, you know, they've been helping me out, giving me some feedback. And we decided it's probably better that I just build out my personal brand. So I'm kind of learning how to convert a profile to a page. It's not exactly converting, but you can, you can copy your, you can convert a profile to a page, yeah, pro public figure page. So, keeping it the same name, so it'll be Michael Michelini, public figure. Is there like a, is there like a requirement for that? Like, do you have to have a certain amount of friends or followers or social um, media? You know, not that I've noticed. Because I wonder, it's like you know, like how you get verified on Twitter or whatever. It's like, what is the process for that? Well, you don't get the V. The Vs are different for Facebook too. Okay. But uh, I can't answer. It worked for me. I don't know if it was because I had a certain amount already. You just Google like convert page to a profile to page. I have seen like when when you're creating a Facebook page, it does give you that option to be a public yeah. page or public figure or whatever. But I just, so, yeah, I was just curious about that. Converting. So yeah, I mentioned I took a Dennis Yu personal branding course, which was cool, and just following that and. You know, getting some direction here with Alpha Rock and in Manila, and then, like you saw, I got on some pretty big TV. I got on Wall Street Journal. I got on Yahoo Finance TV, and it's been confusing my title. So I was on Yahoo TV as a partner at Alpha Rock, which is cool, which I am. And but of course, I do so many other things. So I'm just becoming my name. 
like even people say I don't even know what like websites to link to for me. <laughs> so I have my full name, which I haven't used in so long, but I have my full name, MichaelMickley.com. Yep. If you want to check it out, maybe we can look at it later. It has like e-commerce, digital marketing, Asia business, you know, productivity. And then each one of those pages talks about like why I do that, you know, my authority, different products and services I have under that. So then the public figure page is going to be sharing videos like we're recording today. It's going to be sharing like updates at Alpha Rock Investments, Yahoo TV media stuff, testimonials. So the, the public figure page would be like a homepage to... It's going to be like a hub. You know, sometimes reshare other pages or other profiles, but it's really much more strategic. Whereas a personal profile, I'm more like, then, you, you know, I've, I learned from the guy Dennis was you kind of connect your profile and your page. So you're resharing your personal public figure page on your profile and then you're commenting people on your profile on other, you know, and resharing their stuff on your profile. But the big difference is boosting. You can't boost with a profile. And you don't get analytics of video watch on your profile. You only get that on pages. Like either it's a business page or a public figure page. So now that I have a page, I want like these videos, we did some small videos together. I can see how much percent people watched of those. So out of those three that I put, I can see what one people like more. Yeah. And then I can boost those more and retarget people to watch those. So would you say there's a, is there, because I mean in the past it's always like, oh, maybe you had your hands in multiple things, but there was always like the one main, main thing, which was like Global from Asia or whatever it is at the time. So would you say right now, do you have like one main thing or is it sort of, expanding so, changing so uh maybe it's the first time i'm saying it yeah. i'm gonna start to do like coronavirus coaching <laughs> i was talking to some of my friends oh wait wait, wait, wait. yeah what does it. that mean <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> i've been studying this deeply and uh, you know i do think we're gonna be you mean tapping into like a viral like I topic mean, and what i mean yeah like it's gonna be a hard time for a lot of people. Gonna, people gotta change. Yep. So people need need. Uh, of course, people can do anything by themselves. But I'm gonna be there to say, if you want to work with me, you're like a business owner that wants to transition. I'll work closely with you for like a three month program. Sure. So it'll be like calls and transitions and uh, and uh, you know, kind of uh, connections through my network as a as a program. Yep. Um, and I'm gonna start start to be talking about that and probably in a week or two I'm leading up to that I haven't announced it I don't know when the show was live and whatever um, yeah, but if you time, look at by the time this comes out if you, it's uh, going to be like two months down the line you'll see if you look on michaelmiglini.com it's got a cross-border business veteran it has me and my family and then it has like all the social proof like Bloomberg Yahoo TV Wall Street Journal etc and then you go the next section is be ready for the changes you need to make in the coronavirus world. I've opened up slots to work with select business owners to transition their business in this in this new environment. Okay. Apply now. So it's like application only coaching. Uh, I want to know who they are. I want to really work only with a few people and make this kind of like my main my main offer under my personal brand. Now, of course, there's still everything else, but this is like the main offer so for what, now, for right now. So as a brief, like what lessons, what are you going to be teaching people about? What do people need to be prepared for? In a, sure. I mean, I don't know if you've been hearing it, but 
post coronavirus world. My, you know, I also we've also been covering your and your channel, and I also had that coronavirus roundup. I mean, I, there's 28 people now, and there's still people submitting. I keep adding them, but I'm getting so much input. Of course, we're both so close into this world anyway, because we live in this area and we have friends and business. But even now, I've even been more actively talking to people. Some people are. One guy is almost dead. He's subcontractor. He he thought he was safe because his factory was in South China. One of the main components of this product is made in Wuhan, so he can't get the main component that he needs to make his product. Yeah, and he's already getting. He does B two B in Europe. Dead. Basically, he says he's dead. He says uh, his factory was delaying telling him, and he found out last week. His factory was delaying telling him that the product comes from Wuhan. So he didn't know that the product came from Wuhan, like the component. Yeah, I, I think he didn't know. Okay. I think he just found that out from his, because you know a lot yeah, of. Yeah, I mean, no, no. A lot of people don't know every piece of. Yeah, no, I think it's because because I am like the sourcing consultant thing. It's like I always know <laughs> where everything comes from. Yeah. So you, when I hear that, it's like I want to have to remember that. Grab another sushi. Yeah, go ahead, man. Like I mean, <laughs> feel free. I'm not gonna be able to finish all of this. <laughs> On one hand, it's like I always have to remind myself that a lot of people aren't really focused on that as much as I am. Like I'm very much focused on, okay, where is this coming from? How does this work? All of the manufacturing stuff I want to know. Whereas if you're selling a, if you're actually selling the product, you might be more focused on how to market the product and how to, you know, if the if the manufacturing stuff is automated. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he didn't know. Maybe he knew, but I don't think he knew because I had talked to him even before that. So they can't source that product. So he's, he's desperately trying to find a new one. The factory's also trying to help him. And he's actually a little bit emotional to me. It was through WeChat messages. And he's basically saying like, he might have to do a new start from scratch from a new business. Cause he's, he's also, cause I, I was saying, I, I didn't finish, but he does B2B in Europe. So he gets something called purchase orders, right? They're, they're ordering, they already ordered and they already, I think they even paid him. Because, you know, even with Chinese New Year, you're still taking orders. Did you say it was a purchase order or a person purchase order? PPO purchase order. So okay. he's getting somebody buying like wholesale from him. Sure. And he distributes to them in Europe. They're canceling now. So he's losing orders and he's he doesn't even have the production started because he didn't have the subcomponent. He's like two months or so more late. You know what I'm saying? So basically, you know, I was even, before I even thought of this service or this offer I'm, I'm making, I was offered, man, I can help you out. Maybe I can make connections. Maybe I can find some partners for you. Maybe find some new collaborations. So maybe he could become a potential client of mine. But what I'm saying is this is happening to a lot of people right now. And they're smart. There's not, he did nothing wrong, right? It's not about anything he did. Well, dude, I mean, um, I mean, if, if I'm talking about my own personal situation, if Let's say if the factories didn't reopen uh, by May, I might have had to reconsider everything because we still have the same overhead. Exactly. Right. I'll still pay in my office. I still pay. I, have, I still have to pay my staff. I know. You know, and then we're, we're just not making any revenue from from the consulting side of things because if nothing's being produced in China and nothing's being sourced from China, there's no revenue for my company. I know. So there was a moment there where me and my my business partner, uh, China Mike. We were sitting and saying, okay, so what happens if shit doesn't pick up in April, May? I was like, I guess maybe we have to shut down shop and like figure out something else, you know, start a second business. So, yeah, I mean, I'd imagine that there were other people that luckily I, I kind of because of 
three years ago, I had a situation with one of our clients, where our biggest client decided not to reorder. And then I had hired employees based off of that business. So I had, full, I had two full-time employees that were working basically on that project. But the difference was that their contract wasn't tied to wasn't tied to that project, it was a contract with us. So once that project ended, I still had those guys on a six month remaining on their contract. And you know, like in China, it's not it's not easy to fire a Chinese employee if, if you've hired them yeah, for a year yeah. and they're full time. So that was tough because like was, we didn't, we it kind of put us in a very tough place financially. So this time around, like I learned from that, one, we have, we work more with part-time employees rather than full-time. So based off of how busy we are. And the other thing was I made sure that we saved up. We always have, you know, X amount of months of revenue in the bank in case something happens. And we were prepared for this situation, even though this is not something that I would anticipate. It was just always like, okay, I just always want to make sure that for whatever reason, if we don't make money for four months, we're okay. You know what I mean? So yeah, I was, I was lucky in that sense. Because yeah, if we, were, if we were in the same position that we were in three years ago, then I don't know what would have happened with this coronavirus thing. It's true, man. Yeah. So I would have had to tell my staff, like, hey, I can't pay salaries till, till we start making money again. I have a guy that went on the show way back, Marcus. There, he went to jail because he didn't pay his staff. He couldn't pay his staff, but Jeez. they put him in jail. Yeah. Australian guy in Shenzhen, a restaurant closed and he didn't have funds, so they arrested him. Yeah, and that's a real thing in China. Like, if you uh, if you owe money and stuff like that, you, you should go to jail if you can't pay yeah. that back. Yeah, it's tough. So, I mean, that being said, so you, you're doing the personal brand, coronavirus teaching. How is this? I mean, you've talked about it in your channel and stuff. Like, obviously, when you were interviewed as well by the Wall Street Journal, uh, you talked about your family situation. But you want to talk a little yeah, bit? Yeah, basically, it's just. I knew I was going to be away from him for a few months. Honestly, it was basically a half year plan, but I wasn't. So I left in January. My wife went back to her hometown because her mom has cancer. And I went with her for Christmas and New Year's, Western New Year's, but I left before Chinese New Year. Of course, I could have stuck around, but she's cool. She knows I'm not Chinese and I'm not really into sunflower seeds and TV, you know. So I uh, I came down here, spent some time like with Alpha Rock. I could go anywhere, but I was planning to bounce back and forth from China to the Philippines, not so far. And then the volcano, which is not a big deal, the volcano was there, but that wasn't a big deal. But then this virus. Yep. And now, can you go back? Can you go back? Do you go back to get quarantined? How long do you get quarantined? How much does it cost to get quarantined? How long is my visa? I'm on a 10 year business visa with a US passport, so I have a 30 day stay. So if I get a 14-day quarantine... You stopped renewing your residency permit? Yeah, I had a work permit for like eight years. Yeah. But when I went to Thailand, I couldn't really... I guess I could have tried to keep it, but... It's like, what's the point? The breaking point was you have to turn in your passport for like a month or three weeks every year. Yeah. So that means you have to stay in China because you don't have a passport. During that time period, yeah. So you have to... Well, with the residency permit, like, so they give you... The, I think my understanding is the first time you do it, you get a, a year. And after that, you get three or five I never years. got more than one year. Some really? of my friends said that they got two or three, but I never got more than one. And I did it for like eight years. The consulting company that we, I was talking to was like, yeah, first time it's one year. And then after that, it's three or whatever. So I'll be honest, my wife helped me do it or my staff helped me do it. I didn't use the... Maybe the first... Do you think... Because I feel like a lot of this has to do with who these companies know in the government. 
So I always, I always kind of feel like, so the consulting company we work with, they've been doing this stuff for 20 years. So I always kind of feel like they're charging us more, but part of that money goes towards bribing people. Yeah. <laughs> like, or at least, you know, making sure that things are, things are handled. Yeah, like, you know, it's, if it works, then it's worth yeah. it, right? But uh, I had a couple of other friends say they had gotten two years. I never heard somebody get three. Three. So maybe if I had that, it would have been okay. And I would assume they would give you more than that. You're married to a Chinese person and you have so I never converted. Chinese I don't know company. if that, I don't know if that ever really was even read. I mean, it was registered because I was married in China, but I was still just under a, under my company as a, as a owner operator of my company. I could have tried to switch to a marriage spouse visa, but then you can't really technically work in China. But when, uh, you know, honestly, we didn't think we'd be going back to China that much. It was just her parents got sick. Sick, yeah. How is this situation with you not being able to travel back and forth to China affecting yeah, your family I mean, life? It's so much, so much to it. Like, literally today, my wife is taking her mom to get cancer treatment in the hospital. And she's hoping that no, nobody gets the coronavirus in the, in the hospital. hospital. Yeah. But the kids are at home. But of course, the, her or her mom, especially her mom, because her mom's old and has cancer. Yeah, so she's prime, prime target like for something the like that. That's the exact kind of profile that we yep. get. It. So she wasn't going while, there, while it was on lockdown, but now she started to go like last week and this week. So even my wife's like, what if, what if she gets it? Yep. And and then uh, I mean, what the hell are you supposed to say to that? Like, yeah, I hope not, right? <laughs> what are you supposed to... It's been this just back and forth. Like, I literally sending her screenshots on WeChat of flights that I was about to book to yes. go back. Yeah. And then that was in like February. She's like, "Don't come back. You're gonna get stuck. You know, it's better you're outside. You can, you know, you like, you move freely. You can." Yeah you can at least operate or do stuff. So it's better for your business. It's better for business. Yeah. So I was thinking I was going to go back in March, but then we're talking and I have a, I switched my tenure visa. I switched to a business visa for my work permit. So I only have a 30 day stay, but I guess you're saying people can get extensions now because of the coronavirus, but then could I even leave if I went? So I'm still deciding if I go back or not, or if I wait. So literally today, this morning on WeChat, she's like, maybe just stick or wait till the summer. Yeah. Because I guess it just, I guess I just stay away from my wife and kids until the summer. Because then another friend of mine says, what if I get the coronavirus and it spreads to my family or my kids? So I guess I'll just, I just got an extension here. So I was already here 60 days. I was able to do that with the APEC card. But I just did an extension for another 60 days and I'm getting one of those iCards. Yeah, you have to get the ACR. Yeah, 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 I got the first time to do that. Uh, and then I mentioned I'm going to go see some of my team, my online team in person at a retreat we're doing at Bahol, which is going to be awesome. Some good video video opportunities there. But I was thinking about going back later into March. You know, my birthday is April. Well, we had the same birthday almost. Yeah. You're April 3rd, right? Yeah, April 3rd. April 3rd, I'm April 2nd. My, um, my roommate who's arriving next week his birthday is April 1st. Wow. Yeah. So maybe I'll be here still. I, at this point, I don't really, honestly, I don't really know. Yeah. I mean, I, I was hoping to get back to see my family for my birthday. Was kind of my thinking. 
Um, but uh, as of today, you know, I get stuck in 14 for 14 days and I have a 30 day stay. It's like $500. And then I gotta pay for some quarantine. Some people say, my wife even says, You have to pay for the quarantine? There's mixed. I'm, I'm not getting clear data. Well, I guess it's also an aspect is like if you choose to, to fly there now. It'd be like you chose to come to China now, so if you're gonna be important, like you might. Because uh, I read the news this morning, almost all, 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 a lot of the new cases are coming from foreigners coming into China now. Okay. So they're gonna start freaking out about all of us coming in. Do you trust the news? No, I don't trust the news. <laughs> but the news is what the customs officials that's what, read. That's what they're that's what they're rolling off of. And yeah. that's what my wife reads, and they stupid they believe it. So if these idiots think it's true, they're gonna like grind me in the in the customs. Yeah, and customs in China. I don't know if anybody's been to China in the past uh, four months, three months. It's already become something else. Like when I was gone. I was I left China in in, um, in June or July, and then I came back in October, and it was completely different. Like the whole customs process was different. Like way more extensive, way stricter. Like. They're asking questions to every single person. What are you doing in China? Yeah, like, can you show me your document? Can you show me your invitation letter? I was like, whoa, what happened in the last three or four months? So now with the coronavirus, I can't even imagine what it's like to cross the border in China right now. Like, I don't know. Maybe they're getting easier, but maybe they're getting harder. I mean, well, I mean, I even mean, just, we were just about hearing, humbling. You know, I, I mean, yeah. at one point they're going to need foreigners to come there. It depends on what happens in the economy, but. Yeah. Well, regardless, even just the, like I was reading about, you know, so the, the ports are shipping on product, right? But just to get the product from the factory to the port is like a fucking mission because you have all these checkpoints. So it's like everything's backed up. There's just traffic with a bunch of trucks with stuff from factories, not able to just drive through. They have to stop every 30 minutes or an hour or whatever for a checkpoint, you know? So that yeah, that, like the people at the ports are like, yeah, we're ready. Like, we're ready to ship stuff out. Like if the stuff comes in, but the trucks are barely coming in because they're stuck on the roads. You know. So yeah, I guess I'll stick around. I mean, I got two more months. So I'll be. I got till May now in Philippines. Yeah. I mean, it just seems like nobody really knows what to do. It's not a bad place to be though. Yeah. I know you've had. Uh, I know you've had your frustrations. I mean, I can't. I, I guess the I mean, thing is for me. Is for me, I don't have a wife and kids so I can't I don't understand yeah. what that's like so that's that's the one aspect but I mean the one positive is that I do feel like if there was a country that I want to be stuck in for an extended period of time and the Philippines would be up there in my yeah, choice it's true it's true yeah it's, it's not a bad place to be stuck it's not a bad place to be it's just the dang internet I don't know if you've had that how has your internet been the first place that I was living in uh, so I was in Park West I think the newer condos are fast like that first that place was amazing i uploaded a six giga, six gigabyte file in like 10 minutes awesome but now i'm staying in the bellagio before i move into my actual place and uh it's dog shit but i just i was like okay this is because the owner is also a cheap cheap yeah. person as well but yeah i mean icon plaza which is where my real apartment is going to be like i was reading about it yeah there's fiber optic internet there awesome. like I can get unlimited internet with the globe. Okay. I think we should be fine. We should be fine. Okay. I mean, I just, I told you, I don't get, I don't know if I want to bore everybody, but yeah. I'm in the, I have no internet in the apartment and they have to install it and they're trying, 
I'm not gonna be here for a long time. And then they didn't know how to drill a hole. And then they want me to sign three month contract, non-refundable, three month deposit, non-refundable. That conversation was hilarious. I wish I recorded it because it was like, the way you were describing your experiences in the Philippines I mean, is such a stark contrast from the way I talk about the Philippines. I mean, my life is <laughs> internet, man. Like we're doing this video upload. Yeah. I can't, I can't upload this in my house. I would spend the. Uh, oh, same, same. I would spend so much money. I would, I would, well, no, not money, but I would have to like leave my thing uploading the entire. No, night. no, no. It costs money. I have prepaid. Yeah. I would burn through it. Like one week, I spent like a hundred, a hundred dollars on internet, US. That's your phone. I have a, they have this thing called prepaid at home, the little prepaid at home. Okay. So it's basically, it's basically just a, a SIM card in a, in a router, but it looks bigger. Okay. And then you buy that for 20 bucks. So it's like a giant dongle? Yeah, it's like a giant hotspot. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I think there's a SIM, I should crack it open. It's just like a SIM inside of a bigger, well, you can take it anywhere. I took it to Baguio. Yeah, so it's a giant dongle. So it's we're good. on this, That's I have awesome. this extension cord right here for this recording. And uh, I bought this in hardware store in Baguio because I have my globe at home, and I, I wired it to the window, and I like I, I wrapped the cord and hung it on the the curtain, so that it was next to the window, so I can get good internet in the hotel <laughs> because internet in the hotel was horrible. Yeah, did the housekeeping come in and they're like, well, what's going, what's going on here? <laughs> I just tell them all I'm crazy. I just say I need internet because I have my cameras. I say I'm a I'm a blogger and I do YouTube, and I say. So I just tell them I need a lot of internet. Actually, that, that's an interesting question. So like, I'm, I'm finding that, you know, I always used to ask this question on the podcast is when I'm interviewing people and I say, when you're outside of China or outside of Asia, how do you describe what you do, right? I'm finding that I had the perfect script for people that were familiar with China and import export. So our entrepreneurship circles and Hong Kong people and it was like, yeah, I run an export, import export business or a trading company or a, consult, a manufacturing consulting company and everybody was like, I understand what that is. Here, I might say I run an import export business and they go like, huh? And then I have to like think about how, how, how can I explain this like in a more succinct way? And then I'm, I'm trying to figure out the wording for that. So how do you do, how do you describe, describe yourself to people? I mean, I usually say e-commerce yeah. or online marketing. Yeah. I mean, Philippines is a lot of internet marketers, SEO. Sure. Yeah. That's, I actually, I'm more on the soft side than the hardware side. Of course, I. I have. But then you experience. don't mention you don't mention the content that you do and like how that works and you know. Um. Because I mean, that is a big part of of what you do, right? Is the content creation. The... Well, I have the camera. I say I do a YouTube channel. Actually, Filipinos, I don't know about you, I walk around camera oh, no, and people, they People love know it. about bloggers, man. They're, yeah, they love the vlogs. Vlogging is a big thing here, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're trying to jump into camera shots sometimes. <laughs> I've had that as well, yeah. So they get that, and then I say, uh, yeah, I say I do business with China, which I know you were saying it's almost now a bad thing. Oh, no, no, now it's Now we can't now say it's China. Taboo. Yeah, I was telling Mike before, it's like, in the past, me saying that I'm from China or I live in China was a conversation starter. Like, everyone's like, oh my God, what's that like? What do you do there? How did you end up there? It was always like an interesting debate. And then now it's like, China? <laughs> like even when I was booking my Airbnb, the dude was like, um, he read my profile. So my profile, obviously this guy, Guangzhou, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, uh, so when was the last time you were in China? And I was like, dude, uh, no, I just, I was in Indonesia for a month before this. He's like, yeah, well, you know, just making sure because the building won't let you in 
if you're coming directly from China. Like, oh. as like, I've been in the Philippines for the past three weeks. Like, relax. Man, <laughs> I guess it's not a funny joke, but it's like I have COVID. Yeah. We have big t-shirts saying... Uh, yeah, you have a shirt that says that? No, I'm just thinking of that now, like walking around. I guess that would... Uh, if you want to go viral, you know. Viral? <laughs> viral. No Spread pun intended. No pun intended. Oh, um, it's interesting, man. So, okay, so just a quick recap, because you... Sure. I think the last time you were on the, the podcast was when you'd just been in Chiang Mai for like four or five months. And I remember you talking about, you know, sort of your living situation mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. stuff. What happened? Like, I think the last time I interviewed you would have been like at the beginning of last year. Sure. So, so what happened? Honestly, the, the big change was uh, my wife went back, wanted to go back to China because her mom had cancer. And of course, that happened right before the virus and the volcano. But it was after trade war. And so the big change was we, the kids, we want to switch. Well, actually, we're planning to go back to Thailand. But the plan was... It's hard to say now because we don't even know how it's going to work in a few more months. But the plan was she'd go take care of her mom. It seems like her mom is not going to last. This virus, the cancer she has is not going to like, she'll probably be passing away soon from what it seems to be. Yeah. So she just wanted to spend she time with her. She to be there for her. Yeah. yeah. The plan was bring the kids learn some more Chinese in China, you know, get some more cultural experiences, come back in the summer in Chiang Mai, I come back from Philippines or whatever in the summer. Uh, and then of course the virus, and the vol- mostly it's the virus, and now the virus is here. So the plan's not actually changed so much, honestly. It's just the stress of me not really knowing I can go back. Maybe I wouldn't have even been going back, you know? It's just more the, you don't have the option. You yeah, the option, option is gone. Like, the idea was one or two times in the next six months, I was going to be popping in and out. Like maybe after, maybe about now, probably would have been going back, maybe. But the option's not there. But the big change was, yeah, she went to China and I'm here. But we both, we ha- we got into a school, another school we like, that's starting in the fall in Chiang Mai. And we got the cross-border summit. We're moving into Chiang Mai, fifth annual, November 19th and 20th. Hopefully, but that's also kind of slowed down because of the virus. I mean, I don't think by November, I don't think it's going to be a problem. But well, I'm also, I've also been reading about, you know, there's, they're close to a cure and, you know, things like that. So, so yeah, basically, that's even slowed down a little bit. I was, I'm still telling people save the dates. So definitely save the dates if you guys are around. Um, we got some good people lined up. Uh, I would love to get Rico involved. But basically, it's just penciling it in right now. We got the venue lock uh, penciled in. And, um, but yeah, the plan was just six months, her in China and me in here. And then back in Chiang Mai in the fall. Yeah. That's the basic plan, but then this virus came up. Your life in Chiang Mai, did that change over time? Because I feel like, if I remember correctly, when we were talking at that time, you said it was kind of, you felt that you were a little bit disconnected from yeah, I mean, I live the in community the, because you were... I lived in the burbs. Yeah, yeah in the I burbs. Was, and, and just the China life in general, like you felt disconnected from. Yeah, I mean, it's much I mean, you were, you were hosting Mai events right. all the time. You were always around yeah, people. Yeah, you were always, yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, it's also being a father. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of people change when that happens. Some people don't. Some people do. I was one that did. And yeah, some people, some people don't. They just still continue. Some people don't continue and partying and. Just, yeah, yeah, I think you know some of them. I mean. 
it is what it is, but I decided to change. And so, well, you know, I mean, I was just going to focus on like one big event, like cross course summit once a year. Like some people say, some people want to do it twice a year. Luckily, I didn't work, do it man. in April. And I mean, some people are saying bring back China in April, but then we've been, you know, Global Sources is confirmed canceled. Yeah. I don't know. I will bet money Canton Paris. Well, that, no matter what, Canton Paris is not going to be as big as it normally is, even if they do it. Man, I mean, even just in general, like, um, I got an email from a client yesterday who was like, we were in the pro, we just started the project just before Chinese New Year. And um, we were in the process of getting ready to order samples. And she was like, you know what? I'm gonna do my next order with our factory in Canada, and I'm gonna wait till this coronavirus thing slows down. You know what I mean? So, so there's an aspect of just the confidence that people have in, in China in general with the situation. Like they just, it's just, it's just a negative connotation. Actually, I was talking about this in my update video that I did. I can't imagine what it would be like to actually be Chinese and traveling outside of China right now. Like, what is yeah, that like? I mean, we just, there's some Chinese pacifists mine right yeah. now. And I mean, I don't have any reaction towards it because I'm not like, look at all you Chinese, oh my God. But I'm just like, I'm sure that they're getting, you know, much more scrutiny. I don't know. I, you know? I was, I'm half joking my wife, but even I kind of worry, you know, did you, just from, <laughs> did you just come from China? Even you're, you're a parent. Yeah. Even I'm a little bit paranoid, you know. But like, I mean, I know for a fact, like here, if you're in Manila, like you wouldn't have been like you're not just coming from China. You've been here for a while. But you were talking about fake news. I don't think Philippines is probably hiding. Look, somebody just got coronavirus right there, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, turn the camera around. It's like that building. So, I think it's gonna. It sounds hard to believe. There's like, like one they're, they're death allowing, here or something not, like that. Yeah, this. no, I don't think they're reporting things. I think there's more here than. We but I mean, I do think they're being stricter about allowing people to come yeah, into the country, right? So I don't think anybody that's been in China. In the last month is just gonna roll up in Manila, like you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not like when I see people. I'm just but here's not, the thing. Here's yeah. one. You know why I'm scared? What? Some in Singapore they arrested a Chinese guy lying that he didn't have coronavirus, but he did. He knew he did. He tried to sneak into Singapore with coronavirus. Jesus Christ. Nothing, man. I, I have a Chinese wife. I have Chinese friends. But I think they will even agree with me. Chinese people don't think about other people. They just want to save themselves and get out. So he was just trying to get out. And this guy spreads it all over Singapore. No, you know, maybe uh, it's human nature, but I think it's even more human nature for Chinese so he was, people. He was trying to escape because he wanted to survive, rather than he seek, lied. He seek got treatment. caught lying. Got caught lying. Yeah. I we can link it in the show notes. I can find. I can dig it up. It was like a week or two ago, and uh, Singapore. I saw it on Singapore News. I just read an article. The Singapore is like send him back to China. <laughs> craziness so that's the scary thing you know and we never we just don't really know the the source but i know there's a lot of not dirty chinese people but there's a lot of dirty chinese people well, they, eat, a, they that, eat the bat soup they eat the stuff in the street well, market that's, a, that's they, the thing that's the thing uh, i mean i try to i kind of like go back and forth with it but i, I did say that i feel like something like this would spread faster in certain parts of China because there's a lack of education around hygiene. Yes. And you also have um, giant, like a small city in China is like a, a million people, two million people. So it's like a small city before people start actually reporting these cases, it would spread, you know, significantly. I feel like that's what happened in Wuhan to a certain extent is like, yeah. 
It's just such a, what's the population of Wuhan? Like 4 million people or something? Like five, five or what? I don't know. It's like, it's like before anybody realizes what's going on, it's already spread pretty quickly, you know? I guess it's human nature, but I mean, even with AIDS and stuff, there's those, there's some dirt, there's some really bad people that get it and then they just spread it because they hope maybe if enough people get it, they'll make a cure. And you see, there's a scary cartoon I saw. It's like a video cartoon. And it's a, it's a Chinese patient in the bed and he's all sick and sweaty and he's jumping out of bed, grabbing the mask off the doctor and spitting oh, in his yeah, face. And yeah. he's like, now you got it too. So was that a cartoon or did that actually happen? It was a... Because somebody said that. They, there's reports. See, but then again, it's like, I go, I don't know anybody that has the coronavirus. I mean, we're talking about Wuhan, right? We're not going yeah. like, this is like, I don't know, I think it's second tier city, right? Definitely not first tier. Yeah. But I, yeah, I literally don't know anybody so that it's affected it's, uh, directly. So then that also makes me question, you know, how bad it is so and, you know, things like that. Talking about Canada, like some, one of my, one of my team is in Canada. And she says she shares on her Facebook about coronavirus and they were laughing at her like a month ago saying, oh, it's just some small thing in China and they're overblowing it. The flu is bigger. Yeah. The flu is bigger. And now it's spreading all over the world. So maybe now they are paying attention to it. But I guess it's true until it's near you. Well, the flu, I think they were reporting like the cases of deaths per year uh, uh, through influenza versus like the virus and influenza is still bigger. There's still more deaths per year from the flu than there is from the coronavirus. It is that the coronavirus is new and it came out of nowhere and it seems to be spreading quickly and it, it also attacks people I, faster. I and, think know. that uh, what I understood the big reason they were scared is, and they're still scared, is the World Health Organization is because if, if it spreads in the Philippines, this, this thing, they, they would be so many people dying. Yeah. Because it's not like China where they can just build a hospital. Like China builds a hospital for the coronavirus. In two weeks. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to build a hospital here. There's going to be people dying on the street everywhere. Yeah, it's tough. Well, I was hoping that this podcast wouldn't be about the coronavirus. I think everything <laughs> is about that now. It's like, I can't escape this thing. I was like, I don't want to... Anyways, but it is what it is. It, it is like, it is kind of the biggest thing going on and it affects us directly. I'm still optimistic though. Things slow yeah. down in China. They, everybody's yeah. getting... All the Chinese people are like, my wife is like, Oh, now the rest of the world is going to... I even read something that the Chinese stock market is going up and the Western is going down because everybody thinks China's... Because they got hit so hard so fast and they've adapted, now they're better prepared than the rest of the world. Than the rest of the, yeah. Yeah, no, Alpha Rock. I mean, we already kind of talked about it. Is there anything else that you didn't want... That we didn't talk about with Alpha Rock? Uh, I guess a quick update is we're rising another round for uh, April or May. Yeah. And like I said on a TV show... Uh, was in Yahoo TV. It's true. One of the things we're not as worried about is we overstock. Actually, we we're really nervous. We were actually nervous in January that we overstocked. Oh yeah, David. Dave, I was talking to he David. Tells you all. Like yeah, just stopped like four months out. We something. were scared. Actually, we were upset. We were almost thinking we had to like liquidate or take stuff out of Amazon, and then the virus hit. So now we're like, yes, because actually, <laughs> there's some dirty. I don't know if anybody's actually done it, but there was some dirty discussions, you know, in groups, say, on Amazon. You could uh, try to buy out your competitor's stock on purpose just to take them out of the market. And then you'll crush them because if they're out and the factory's closed, by the time they ever replace it, you know, you can totally leave them in the dust. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, yeah, we feel like... But then the thing is, if one person does that, then everybody does that. And 
So escalation. Yeah, but it's basically who has more stock that will win. And then there's this price gouging. We're not in any of those price gouging spots, uh, like obviously masks or sanitation. But yeah. we're just in a normal boring markets, but we have good stock. So we're feeling a little bit confident now that others might be more nervous. But of course, it's nerve wracking for anybody. We got raising money in the spring and uh, feel like we're going to get through this. I guess what we got to all think about is it's just you got to think of the opportunity and everything. So this virus is going to, like I said, I'm trying to make a coaching program out of the virus. But you almost got to look at a way to adapt and come out bigger and better than before. Well, yeah, I mean, for me, what what this has prompted me to do is to see, uh, to explore Vietnam and explore Indonesia and, yeah. and, and Philippines more. Um, I mean, it was already on my radar. It was just like, again, accelerating the thing, like I was saying. I was moving to the Philippines. It accelerated my move by two months. Like, yeah. so it's just accelerated a lot of the things that I was already thinking about in the back of my mind. And then, and the second part of the, the of it is like, I've been running SFA now. It's going to be five years in June. Well, congrats. So I was like, well, I've been so focused on SFA. I'm like, I've had opportunities to do other things, and I've been like, no, source finance, source finance. We're at a stage right now where I'm not involved in the day-to-day -day operations as much. So I was like, okay, uh, maybe this is the right time to, to start a second business, you know? Like, um, and that's, again, with the coronavirus thing happening, it's like pushing me now to do that thing faster than I originally anticipated. Awesome. So, yeah, I mean, you have to look at the silver lining you know, of the situation. It's like, exactly, man. Yeah. That's the only way. And of a day, man, I mean, it's yeah. adapt other, or die. The other right? one like, is just, you know, just... eight financial crisis, what happened? You have to adapt, you have to, you know... Well, to he's also going to get rid of the week. You know, to, it's survival of fitness, right? As a business, so recessions is when it kind of cleans up, cleans up some of the guys that weren't efficient and weren't ready for it or weren't prepared, and then the ones that survived come out bigger because they took over more market share, so that when the market comes back, they'll get bigger. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then the people that you know suffer or uh, close down, they figure out ways to innovate and come out stronger at the end of the day, right? learn from the situations but yeah i think you have to take a silver lining of it um do you have i guess any advice for anyone that's manufacturing in china right now what should they think about with with uh, pertaining to this year and next year what should they be considering what should they be thinking about I mean, I guess if they didn't already think about it from the trade war, the Hong Kong protests, and now the virus, I guess even if it's out, not even if it's in China, just having another uh, supplier option and maybe knowing where your subcontractors are, where all your products are coming from, uh, just having more options, more plans. I also told some sellers, you know, we're doing content, we're doing multi, you know, we're doing. So many Amazon sellers are just sitting on Amazon doing PPC, staying in the Amazon box. Not just go more supplier, go more channel. Yeah. Don't just sell on Amazon. Yeah. yeah. Diversify, make yeah. content like this. Maybe not for uh, your personal brand or maybe for your product brand. Maybe make a course for your product line. Like I met some guys that sell surfing gear. They started that by doing a surfing course. And then they went to the gear on, and then, you know, so go spread spread maybe build your brand out so it's not just focused on product only add some information products add some courses 
add some community elements, events. Nice. Yeah, it makes sense, man. I think it was a good podcast, man. Awesome. Thanks, Rigo. Thanks for having me. For sure. Always a pleasure. All right. So, yeah, if you like this kind of content, like, comment, share, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. You can check out Mike at what's the the, the personal brand? It's a long one. Michael Michelini or mikesblog.com is easier than you can get to my michaelmichelini.com. And, of course, globalformasia.com. Link it up in the show notes. Alpha Rock Capital. Capital It'll be all in the show notes. All right, guys. See you next week. When Abraham went to slash Isaac in a sense, he baptized him. Rabbi said, don't trust in cash prizes. Same things that float your boat can capsize it. Tell the snakes they can take a hike like gas prices. No such things as halfway crooks or half righteous. Those who have eyes should act like it's a help the sightless. Seeking the light switch to see in the night with. We leading the lifeless, uh. Sometimes I just want to play some shows, make some dough. Take it home, lay in my bed and stay in my safety zone. But CeeLo said it best.